0: Do you have any plans tomorrow? For your picture that you oh, to share with us? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we're gonna play tonight's game and see where it takes us. We may have an opener, we we may not. Got all kinds of intention. Sometimes they don't always map out. So what is the intention you mentioned? How many intentions are? Those are for me to know. We've got a plan in place we'll try and follow. If it matches up, it matches up. I mean that's what I kinda depends on the bullpen usage tonight, I'd imagine. That probably is something we're gonna have to factor in. If we make every attempt to to do what we need to do out of the bullpen tonight that eliminates some pe- could eliminate some people. Might not. Somebody could pitch tonight and pitch tomorrow. We've done it multiple times this year. Archer's numbers last time weren't real good. What does he need to do better? Did you see some progress at all that maybe weren't reflected in the numbers? Yeah there was. If you watch the game he retired 10 in a row at one stretch and had as good a change-up as he's had all year and had a very effective slider one time. There's 10 in a row put down. The start wasn't good. The start complicated things. So aggressive from pitch one, uh, aggressive in the strike zone uh, from pitch one. he does it, you know, just needs to command his pitches and force the hitters the swings. When he can get that fastball in play, it sets up the slider, it sets up the changeup. When the fastball's not in play and he's behind in counts, they're able to take better looks and lay off things. So that was probably the biggest complication for him last time out. And then I do believe there could have been some fatigue late. Um, he was one pitch away from, from getting out of the inning, and then it just kind of seemed to from it. And what do you hope that Cervelli get, got out of the last five days off? Sports That's why he's in the lineup tonight, Adam. We're going to see where where he can take it. Looking forward to it. What was his work like during that time? Uh, very good. I mean, the work, the work's work. But it's, you know, hitting coach talking about BP and practice is like a pit, pitching coach coming in and telling me through really good in the pen. Game time tells you where, where you are. And, you know, what kind of progress you've made and where you stand. So, the most important part is to get him back involved in a game situation and yeah. see how we worked on some things. We worked on some things. I think he found the time down very beneficial because um, they weren't spa days. They were extensive work days when he got there for the, the period of time and a bunch of different drills and uh, sequencing of some things field work, cage work, velocity work, spin work. So, and now we'll see what uh, if we've got a, an improved and a uh, a better uh, position in the box, a more competitive in the box, position in the box to uh, see more of the guy we saw last year. In the past, you've liked three days down for guys in this type of scenario. Was this four because he could add the off day to it as well and get him five days off? That's what I was thinking when I looked at it and no big deal, three or four day game after night game. I thought Diaz could, could carry the workload and plus bundling four games for him was attractive to me as well. Rather than just the three that put some at bats together for him, he got to work with everybody on the staff, which was also important. Do do the rigors of the position mean you almost need two better teams? Need need two starting catchers? Oh, what was the first part of your do question? The, rig, the rigors of the position. It sure does help. Um, there's you know there's the volume of games played for everybody has kind of decreased. Uh, I can though remember you know at times. Yeah, the games change. Carter caught 155 games. Davy Johnson went a couple of weeks with me as his backup, and that's just absolutely crazy. <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever <laughs> in any sense or form. But that's that's what he did, to to add a pitcher at a time when he thought it was needed or something like that. I mean, I mean he caught every inning. The game I played, I caught like six innings, and Carter came in for defense because we had a lead. So he got a he got to hit pause for six innings. Now. As much as anything, there are more scattered starting times than ever before in the game of baseball, which complicates things to a large degree. It doesn't complicate it, it just changes it. We'll go on a road trip and we'll have eight different starting times in 12 games. So you get a 12 o'clock start, you get a 1 o'clock start, you get a 4 o'clock start. Now you get a 7 o'clock start. That doesn't help the rest cycles uh, much at all. So the more capable catchers you get, two of them, I think you're better served. The pitcher staff has often talked about Cervelli, how much they trust him and trust his signs. How good was it to have Diaz in it, particularly with the opener on Saturday, having to see so many different types of pitchers within that one game? Well, the the beautiful thing about about Diaz, he's caught here before. There's a whole bunch of pitchers out there that have worked with him in the minor leagues and last year in the big leagues. Cervelli was absent from the lineup many times last year in a couple different circumstances. has caught all the bulk of all those games. So there's experience in play. He's developed that. He's earned the trust. Um, it was just getting him back in play for his own benefit more than anybody else's because the playing time was delayed coming out of spring. Somewhat of a shortened spring training. There weren't a lot of bundled games early for him. So this was. Important for him, just as much as I think for the pitchers, just syncing up with him again. Clay, did you talk about Josh Josh Bell's success, and and certainly not a surprise based on the potential what he can do, but how much confidence is coming into play right now? He's, he's in that kind of a groove. Yeah, he's he's been a confident guy. There's a lot of other people that lost confidence in him, and I think he did a really good job of just not getting caught up there. Um he experienced a lot in two years and as I shared with him last year the 18th season could be the most beneficial for him in his career and he thought that was an interesting slant on it it's about what you're working on. where are they attacking you, why are they attacking you here, what are they seeing and then he settled himself down, he sold out to some things late he was on a mission this winter to come back a bigger, uh, and I don't mean bigger in bulk but just a, a bigger presence in the box um, a powerful hitter, uh, an impactful hitter, uh, and I think he understood the kind of hitter we need him to be in the middle of our lineup. And as fun as it's been to see watching left-handed, which the numbers are, you know, they're scary good right now, the right-handed swing has developed more. Uh, the numbers aren't the same, but man, gosh, there's home runs there, there's doubles, there's some power. They're, they're significant as well. Um, I think when he was when he was named uh, NL Player of the Week, I got a text from Margaret Stargell. she has gone and done some charity work for like, the Stargell Foundation there, and she wanted to make sure everybody knew how happy they were and proud of him. Because um, they see the other side of him as well. And I said, well, I said, B- Big Willie's probably smiling a little bit down on Josh right now. It's a pretty cool deal. Um, because Willie would have been one of the guys who would have his arm around him and challenging him at the same time, because that's what Josh appreciates. I think he's... He's not out for you to make him feel good when he's not doing well. He he want he likes to be challenged. He likes to work. So he's worked himself and challenged himself to a pretty good position right now. When we saw this power out of him two years ago, but in what ways is he a more mature and a better hitter now than he was then as a as a rookie? I think he's just actually simplified some things. I'm not in his the mindset of trying to get all the answers from him he's ready to hit when he's in the box and I think he's more selective early they happen to be throwing him more pitches that he thinks he can get too early than sometimes it's a you know it's kind of fun to watch he's ready to hit and it's just not always a fastball so whether his thought process is maybe he's sitting soft in some occasions maybe he's just looking up out over and everything's synced up for him where the fastball is going to Say so he's hitting left hand, field, left hand, and the fastball is going to center field or left center field, and the breaking balls and soft stuff, those are the ones he's pulling. Um, I, I do think it just goes back to really simplifying what he wants to do and how he's best served to do damage in the box. Um, he's been um, also very mature through his practice sessions. That not that hitters get emotional, but sometimes you can tell when they're practicing whether they're happy or not. And I always encourage them to take an unemotional BP. Take an unemotional BP. You're just getting loose. It's just timing. It's just putting a barrel on the ball. Just have some fun with it. And I do think there's more of that going on at all times right now. It's it's not miss hitting the ball and trying to figure out, well, that was wrong. What did I do wrong? No, it's like I miss hit a ball. I know how to hit a ball. I know how to square it up. I'll do it the next time. You so less less tinkering now? There's definitely less tinkering. Yeah that was pretty much, we got to a really good place with that last September. In a stretch like this for the team with 15 games in 14 days, um, beyond the in-game strategy, are there things you try to do to keep the keep the guys fresh, thankfully it's mostly at home, but uh, do you do pure VPs or, or later start, or arrival times or anything like that? Did somebody tip you off on our road journey and how we yeah. handled that? No. It's kind of fun for me because we go on the road. It's the most important trip. It's 11 games. It's the longest trip. Now we get home. Now there's another most important thing. But on the road, I think we had a couple late days. We didn't have BP a couple days. West Coast time travel. So we're we're aware, uh, and we've got other people here that are better at helping formulate a game plan than I am. Uh, but we've yeah, we back off work. We'll have a late show up day here this homestand. We got a couple day games. We'll just hit inside. So. Yeah, we uh, have a touch and feel for it that we make sure that they're rested and then they're ready to play when it's time to play. So in your long career, were you traded? Yeah. Did you, did you pay attention to what the other guys that went the other way were doing? And do you think Chris could be pressing it all because of what's happening in Tampa? Yeah, I, I don't know. I sure didn't. I didn't it, was, it wasn't a very big trade. I mean, I didn't keep up with I couldn't even tell you who I was traded for right now. Um, he probably can't either. <laughs> or even. Um, the teams probably can't even tell you the truth. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Um, sometimes I do wonder. Uh, and there's sometimes I would have co- maybe have a conversation that I would never share with anybody else if I had one with a player about it. Um, you haven't yet with him? I wouldn't tell you if I had or I had. Oh, okay. Not um, but we've had other players here that have gone through similar situations. Well, just because I think I need to be respectful of their privacy and what they're thinking and just share some experiences with them from time to time, it can go a lot of different ways. My my encouragement is always going to get back to the point of controlling what you can control. And um, we've always encouraged Chris that this is an opportunity for him to be the best best version of him. And and we've seen it. Uh, I think we saw it coming out of the blocks. We saw it in Washington his last healthy start. and Now we're we're starting over a little bit, trying to reignite. Um, but you, you're not going to stick your head in the sand. And acknowledge the fact that uh, the two guys we traded, Well, that's part of trades. If you grade it out right now, you grade it out a year from now, if you grade it out when we make the trade you get three different grades. If you grade it out two years from now you might have another grade. So I really think it's I encourage guys, you really don't need to go knock on those doors. There's really no good answers. this team's shown an ability to rebound from losses pretty amazingly so far this year. What are you doing as a manager and as a leader to keep them focused and make sure they can pack those losses away and move on? We we try to be consistent with our approach as a coaching staff. and uh, We address the tipping points of the game you need to meet the demands of the game. You guys have heard it from me relentlessly for the nine years I've been here. When you don't meet the demands of the game, you put yourself in a position to lose games. When you meet them, you put yourself in a better position to win. However, I also try and be mindful of the fact that facts aren't feelings and it's an emotional game and sometimes your feelings can take you to places you really don't need to go because the facts could actually tell you a different story. And some days you just you just don't play well. And the beauty about what we get to do is you get to play the next day. And in our society of the sport within we play, when you're playing every day, it only takes a couple days to wash away a bad memory and start a new good one. Um, and sometimes it's amazing what can happen in a week for what you're feeling like on a Thursday and then you go feel what, what you're feeling the next Thursday. I mean, we got kicked pretty hard the last home game. We got kicked again the next night. What the guys felt after the, the uh, gosh, what would it have been, Thursday night in, in St. Louis compared to what they were feeling Sunday getting on the plane it was probably a difference. And then as we go through Arizona, oh, well, you lose two and you win. That's why it's crazy to, to, to just go with the flow of that game. I mean, okay, deal with it honestly and then move on. You get an opportunity to get better the next time out. And our guys have really grasped that. Um, and as I've told them, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the work we're doing. We're pleased, we're not satisfied. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Mm